Okay guys, settle down, settle down, settle down. Right. Welcome to another W fuck site <laughs> city bomb bomb. <laughs> another uh, W. Welcome yeah. to another W. <laughs> another W. You know what? I'm leaving this in. This is just the worst stuff. Okay, Alright, if we if we're leaving it in. Uh, welcome to the workplace office meeting. <laughs> Don't forget to do your advanced manual handling and uh, get your names for the secret Santa. Uh, why are we here? Of course, we have to mention this every week. We are planning episodes for uh, That Guy's the Maniac podcast. This is about video games. The website is www.thatguys.co.uk. Uh, you can find all their gaming content on the socials and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, which was in reverse order of usage, so don't really check those first two, at that guy's a maniac, or one word lowercase. Oh, look, there's Janine. Have you heard her good news? She's got engaged. She's wearing a brilliant diamond ring with some shining pearls, which is a bit weird for a ring, but that's the news in the office. So this week, Richie, we're going to be talking about Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Fucking, that's Farley with the carry. Now, not only you like dedicated to this office bit, but you've carried the whole thing. <laughs> Whereas Richie can barely go two seconds without stumbling over his own fucking tongue. It's oh, okay. and swearing I, as well. I Just don't think. Um, yeah, swearing. I don't think the readers will <clears throat> work out that that's the third time we tried to start this episode. But also, there's a lot to talk. I have a lot to talk about, and um, so keen to get that premise out of the way quickly. And what could you be wanting to talk about? Diamonds um, and pearls? It's, of course, the new Pokemon game, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and its partner game Pokemon Shining Pearl which, in our timeline, have just come out, but whenever this comes out who knows how long it's, it's been. Probably going to be very shortly. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be contemporary. Um, now... For the longest time, you and I have kind of buddied up on the Pokemon games. If you don't, if you don't know anything about Pokemon games, um, uh, where have you been for the last twenty-five years? Uh, but basically, when they released them, they released them in pairs. I don't. I think this is a sales thing, but also in the early generations, it was a cool. Um, you know, you couldn't catch them all on one copy of the game, so you had to trade with your friends. Yeah, it was good. Cool. Um, so you had version <laughs> exclusives, um, and there was other yeah. things as well. They had little story changes and little things like yeah. most recently uh, the Sword and Shield ones, they have different uh, clothes that are available for the two characters and things like yes, that. They fun. did. Um, but this is the first one that you're sitting out, I think, for a long time. I mean, I'm sitting out as in I'm not jumping out to buy it. I mean, like every November for like the past... 25 years or something like that um there's always been a new pokemon game um and i'm just gonna quickly run through this but yeah the reason i'm not ecstatic excited or particularly interested in this title is one i've already played diamond and pearl it wasn't one of my favorite in the season uh, seasons in the series um but second of all it's also using the same engine as pokemon let's go uh, which was, uh, let's just say it wasn't my cup of tea, you know? Uh, yeah, hang on, hang on. Uh, and you can refer back to... Um, oh my god. Another episode? Episode 10, 
Season 1, Episode 10, where we did a Pokemon Let's Go roundup to hear yeah. why Richie wasn't in love with that game. No. Uh, I mean, it's weird because like I bought the console. I have the Pokemon Let's Go flavoured yeah. console. Yeah. Um, but playing through the game, I, I just... I couldn't get behind it. And I don't see any benefit to the series as yet. And I hope that you can maybe prove me wrong as to even why to play Diamond and Pearl. Uh, short of the enjoyment of playing the game, um, but I don't think there's anything exclusive to it that's going to make it um, a necessary entry in the, sequ- in, the, in the sequence of the series. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... I think this is a good one to sit out. So, previously... and I'll, <clears throat> I'll quickly go through the timeline, because when I... Uh, I took the day off work <laughs> on launch day <laughs> to play the game. Um, and so when... You know, real people um, uh, found out about that. The, the response is always like, "Oh, is Pokemon still going?" Um, wow. So yeah, so yes, and it's it's uh, as strong as it's ever been. Um, yeah, yeah. Are, are these all people with kids that are, you know, think that that's more important things in life? Yeah, etc. Yeah. etc. Um, but I thought I'd give a quick rundown. So this this is Brilliant Diamond, which is a as Richie mentioned, is a remake. Oh, it's kind of a it, it, or it occupies a strange position in that it's part remake, part update, but not not really. It's very, and it's kind of being marketed as being very faithful to the 2000, whatever it is, 6 original. Um, but Pokemon, the po- mainline Pokemon games have a long history of remaking um, uh, previous games in the series. And so if you're not familiar uh, with Pokemon at all, there have been hundreds of different games the mainline ones are the ones which you can kind of uh it's the role-playing game you can capture things and since 2002 ish you've been able to transfer pokemon between games yeah. that's one of the big selling points so in 1996 we got the original kind of red blue green uh, and shortly after yellow which introduced the first 151 pokemon so that's your uh you know up to mewtwo and mew the, the kind of generation that everybody um perhaps is most familiar with and People of our age uh, tend to love. Then after that was Gold and Silver, which introduced another 100 Pokemon. After that was Ruby and Sapphire, which added uh, another 134 Pokemon. Then things start to get a little bit uh, strange in that. Um, uh, so Red, Blue, Green, Gold and Silver on the Game Boy. <clears throat> and then there's kind of a cutoff. So you, you couldn't transfer things from the Game Boy to the Game Boy Advance. The Game Boy Advance is, is kind of the earliest one we can transfer um, things up to systems today if you've got the hardware gear um, so Ruby and Sapphire in, introduced 134 new Pokemon uh, and then that was shortly followed by a remake of the first game called Fire Red and Leaf Green and then which kind of brought back most of the first generation the first 151 and a few of the second generation then there's a weird this weird period of time I don't know if you remember this Richie where you couldn't really get you could only get the second generation Pokemon so all the Pokemon introduced from gold and silver from either Colosseum or XD, which yeah. were GameCube games, or Emerald specifically. So you had to buy a whole separate game yeah. um, for a short period if you wanted your... <clears throat> but you, you were able to do some shenanigans. Was there not like... Um, you could transfer uh, quite a few things onto the N64 or GameCube version. Like you could transfer to it using the Game Boy Advance controller. 
and you could do some some interesting things there. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. how you could, that's how you could get the second generation if you didn't own a copy of yeah. Emerald, was by transferring them back. And for Colosseum, which came out in between Ruby and Sapphire and Fire Red Leaf Green, um, you had one chance for a Pokemon to catch it. Um, oh God, quite, yes. Quite brutal. But then there was. <laughs> Not, I don't want to talk about Colosseum much more. Um, no. <laughs> but there was the Master Ball glitch. Do you remember that? No. So there's something you could do which meant you could just keep using a Master Ball over and over and over and over and over. Which they you know fixed. what? If that existed, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how I did it. But yeah, also, well, so, yeah. So, so now I can see when I'm on Pokemon Home, like, which of the second gen <laughs> Pokemon Because they're all in Master Balls. Yeah. <laughs> like a furret and a Master Ball. Um, then we jumped to DS uh, with the original Diamond and Pearl, this is 2006, which added 106 more Pokemon. Then they remade uh, Gold and Silver. Then we got Black and White, which added 155. Then we got Black 2 and White 2, so not just content with having partner games, there was a sequel to oh, the partner they, games. They didn't add much, they just changed forms and things like that, didn't they? They added forms. Yeah, I think they added the merged Kyrem. Yeah, so you could thing. use the canister things, and I think yeah. you've got the altered form Garantina or something like that. Yeah, so black two and white two were better than black and white, but it, yes. was, I mean, it was a two-year gap or something. Yeah. Then after that, we jumped to 3DS with X and Y, which added 71 to these random numbers. Uh, <laughs> 71 new Pokemon, um, as well as transfer all the previous ones. But then you- they remade Ruby and Sapphire, which was the third generation game, so the first one on the GBA. But along was, with the 71, there was uh, the millions of different forms that came with, like, Furfru, and they changed a few of them. They made, like, Linus forms and things like that as well. So there wasn't just 71 added. There was a remix of some of the Pokemon as well. Which one? Which one did you say? Furfru and... Uh, the different forms, and they had Lumio's forms. I'm saying this very question markingly. <laughs> uh, no, I think that wasn't till Sun and Moon. Lowland forms, right? Lowland forms. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then okay. they remade the yeah. third game. Then it was Sun and Moon where they added another 87. And then then they added, um, yeah, a regional forms. So remember Rattata, he's a slightly different type Rattata. Yeah. Then there was Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Uh, then let's go. So that's if you're keeping track, that's the third remake of the first game on the Switch. Then we got Sword and Shield, which added 88 new Pokemon, and then that brings us bang up to date with 2021 and Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which is the last of the remakes and essentially remaking what was the fourth game to add new Pokemon. So we're currently up to, if you only played some of the early ones, we're currently up to 898 Pokemon in the Pokedex. And at least three new ones have been kind of shown off for the game that's coming out in January, which is uh, Arceus Legend. Uh, and they're all three kind of evolutions of old ones. Yeah. So it's a really strange, I mean, I've had the absolute privilege and joy to play through most of these. Um, but it's a series that kind of comes with a, a, a bit of history. and. We, it has weird things like uh, for example I was doing some digging um, so for you know somebody who started playing uh, Pokemon games I don't know let's say in 2013 right, with X and Y there was a Pokemon 
that hasn't yet come out in Pokemon Go. And there's a bit of connectivity between Go and Home and some of the games, some of the Switch games, not all of them. So there's a Pokemon called Go Goat, and was it evolved from? Oh God, um, Google and oh gosh, I can't remember his name. I should let I should ask Billy 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 Goat Boy. Um, so the last time they were in a game was eight years ago. <laughs> so you, in theory, you've got players who started playing, you know, in 2014, whatever, who have never been able to have never seen them all or never been able to catch them all in and have them all in a game. Skiddo. Um, Skiddo, well done. Uh, without, well, well looked up. Without, um, yeah, well looked up, yeah. Sorry, you know, go on. <laughs> buying an old system and, and, and kind of playing the game, which to me is really strange. We're lucky because we've, we've kind of experienced the whole lot and because you've been able to transfer them, you know, I, I frequently open my home game and just check that I've still got one of all of them. Um, but it, 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 we are in this weird place, and famously with Sword, Sword and Shield, they, did, they made it. It was the first one where they made it, so not all of the previous Pokemon were in it. And now we are, we're in this really weird space where, yeah, like I say, there are some Pokemon which have kind of been out in the wind for almost 10 years um, and not, not kind of in a current game. So Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are remakes of the first DS games, Diamond and Pearl. And they deliberately, so rather than just kind of use the um, sword and shield engine and have 3D environments uh, and all of that, they they kind of marketed marketed it and developed it as a kind of faithful remake, which is a bit strange because a lot of the good stuff we've had and a lot of the stuff that perhaps yeah. deserves to be in the past. So uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like. The move to Sword and Shield was exciting because it was, you know, making things 3D. You could look up, you could look around, you you know, and you're able to see the Pokemon in the wild. Um, not in the same way as it felt a little bit whack-a-mole in um, the uh, Let's Go. But mm-hmm. ultimately, all that they've done is... Uh, recreated all of the tiles that existed in the original game and yeah. these tiles were of course just pixels <laughs> but now they are very very pretty 3d tiles that you can move across in a 3d fashion but it you know it is exactly the same mechanics um i don't know like it, it's not enough for me it's almost like oh god if you were to call i apologies for this you're gonna hate me for it if you're gonna call um Sword and Shield Pokemon 2. What we now have is Pokemon 1.5 from the Let's Go engine, as it were. Yeah, but unlike Let's Go, which which was a a kind of you know trying to bring in a newish generation, so a younger generation who might have just got themselves a switch, or people who only were Pokemon Go. Yeah, people so, who only yeah. played Pokemon Go. This one is. Um, Firmly a, a, a remake of those old DS um, RPGs. Um, it's in it's in a, the overworld map is kind of in a chibi style, um, which which works actually. Some people had a real issue with it. Um, I think it's fine, uh, and it's got that beautiful uh, you know, <laughs> graphical style, which seems to be all the rage in things like Octopath Traveler, where there's you know you, you turn the the focal length um, down, and so everything's kind of a blur, and you see you're running around the scenery. Um, it, it really looks like you're looking into like a little toy box. 
Um, looks re- it looks really nice. It's really pretty. Okay. Um, but then there are things which we thought we'd got past in the Pokemon series which come back. You're like, oh, yeah, we used to put up uh, with these kind of things. Um, so... <laughs> I can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, seamless, okay. seamless. We're going to have to right. put the we'll, friends. We'll leave another, leave, another, <laughs> leave another break. No. We're right. keeping it in. If I do the fuck up at the start, you're getting this one. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, yeah, unlike the first generation, which we could probably both do with our eyes closed and still miss out the third gym, um, uh, and unlike the second one, which was kind of the boring Jota bit, and then, hey, you go back to the first area, then Ruby and Sapphire, which is the one which has got all the fucking water in it. It's just endlessly yeah. swimming around. And then this one I've remembered, so I'm about halfway through the game, halfway through the kind of pre-end game bit, I've got five, just over five gym badges. If you remember, it's a really convoluted map. And so in the original games, um, uh, it was essentially a gear-gated RPG. So um, you couldn't go to you look at the world map, but you couldn't go here or here or here because you needed the ability to cut down trees or you needed a thing to spray on a pseudo-wudo or a flute to wake up a, a Snorlax. Yeah. And in this, in Diamond and Pearl, which is Sinnoh? Yeah, in the Sinnoh region. Um, I just forgot how crazy it is like that, but then on, on acid. <laughs> so it's oh really... Oh my god. <laughs> inter- it's a really interconnected world map when you look at it um but then there's somebody's like oh you can't go here because there are side acts who are having headaches so it's obviously you'd come back there later you can't oh you're not allowed to go down here you're not allowed to go down here every town has um four ways to go and it's um not especially memorable and the, the, and the kind of thing that this brought the Sinnoh region brought to pokemon was like do you remember it's like wet marshy lands which were just a real pig to play through yeah um you know, deep mud. Do you remember that mechanic? So you actually have to walk very slowly. Yeah, otherwise oh, you're, you're, that's yeah, a fun way to play a game, isn't it? Your character falls into the mud, and you kind of have to wade out again. Um, lots of weather effects, and interesting, which I completely forgotten. Um, so much of this game is hidden behind the uh, Elite Four. Um, so again, if you're not familiar, the main drive of these games is you start off as a ten-year-old. And then you beat eight gym leaders normally, beat the champions of the region, you know, which is ridiculous because they're supposed to be the best champions at all. And you just started your journey last week and stuck with the Pokemon you're given. Um, and then after that, it's kind of called Endgame. And normally what happens is lots of things open up or there are lots of options. Sometimes there's extra stories, sometimes there's a whole bunch of new Pokemon. In Diamond and Pearl originally, and it's, I think it's even more so in this one, um, loads of different things happen after um after endgame um and so coming at it with kind of a memory from having spent a lot of time in the end game of diamond and pearl and then being stuck about 20 hours in so it's probably about 40 hours to do um just because there's lots of walking and lots of fighting um it, they made a really weird decision that instead to show instead of showcasing the new 106 pokemon that were introduced with this generation yeah they have every one of them like available and cycling around as well um well you know you um it's uh some 20 hours in and you fight endless geodudes 
and then uh, you know every hiker will have a geodude or an onyx which yeah. is you know we've had since the first generation and you go into a cave and it's zoo bats and then you meet ace trainers and they'll have ponytails and uh, oh man where are the new <laughs> where are the yeah <laughs> inverted commas new pokemon uh, and one of the really one of the really grindy things um from the older games um you know you're, you're trying to get from city a to city b to do whatever deliver a mcguffin or speak to whoever and trying to stop team galactic yeah. is the main story and you know you're just facing down a route which has 10 trainers on it and, oh, okay i'm gonna have to have 10 battles and then probably backpedal and that, that again that is one of the big slogs that i really found it hard to get past in in, in let's go as well the the battles just weren't very engaging but yeah I, yeah um uh yeah and it's it, I just forgot how they really stingy with kind of rolling out the new Pokemon. Rolling <laughs> out the new Pokemon, so it's not like you know you're you're rolling around with um, uh, a bunch of Sinnoh only Pokemon, and then you occasionally you bump into Onyx. And go, hey, that's a you know that's one of the first generation ones. So that that kind of rankles a little bit. Um, the other thing that Diamond and Pearl originally added was this thing called the Underground. I don't know if it was always called the Grand Underground. This time around, it's called the Grand Underground. So you have an overworld map. Where you're running around and doing your Pokemon battling and catching and uh, progressing the story, and then you can dig into the underground and you kind of you get this drill out and drill a hole and disappear into the underground. And there was a whole mechanic in the original Diamond and Pearl where uh, you would dig up um, essentially different currencies. Also, you could dig up fossils. Uh, you could also make yourself a little secret base. And because it was the first one on the DS, it had um, better online connectivity so uh, there were various rewards you could get for, for interacting with other players and finding their secret bases um, do you remember the Spiritomb bollocks? yep yeah you had to do yeah. something like you had to get 49 flags or something like that yeah yeah um, fortunately that's gone but you do have to interact with 32 other players oh okay in the underground how easy is that to do? it's not very really easy I think I don't know how I don't know how to do it um, because you can you can connect to the internet when you're in the underground. It just means there are more people running around. You can see, and there are a couple of things that you can do. So you, you can sort of excavate fossils together, but not really. Um, and then there's this thing where, uh, as you're running around, and this is all like a grid-based system underground. Um, and also, you can only access certain parts of the underground from certain parts of the overground. Um, so if you dig in certain spots, it will take you to either the central section or the northeast section, or the east section, etc., etc. Okay. Um, and as you're running around, there are these diglets which are, um, appear, and when you kind of walk into them, you get a little um, chime. Uh, and every time you and everyone who you're playing with on the internet um, hits 40 diglets, there's something like a minute of bonus time. And all, it, all it says is, the game's just come out, so a lot of this is trying to work out what all of this means. Uh, is it says something good will happen in the underground, um, and I wow. think it has yeah, I think it has something to do with shiny rates, and it has something to do with things you can find when you're excavating. So you connect to the internet, you're doing whatever you want, and then um, you see this big counter in the top left-hand corner. So every time you hit a diglet, someone else hits a diglet, it goes up, and then when it hits forty, it's kind of going go nuts time. Um, 
they've changed a little bit of this underground. So before you could make a secret base and there's a whole economy of berries and spheres and you would buy like, little carpets and traps and Pokemon dolls and posters. All of that's gone. Um, so the only thing you can do in your secret base is display statues and statues you get from doing these little, there's a little digging mini game. Um, so you find a shining piece of wall, go and do a digging mini game and every now and then you'll find a, a box and in that box will be a statue of a Pokemon. And then when it's special crazy time, or if you're really lucky, you get a shiny box which has a jade or green coloured statue. Ah. Um, it's kind of compelling <laughs> to just keep digging, 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 finding these statues. And then you set up the statues in your yeah, base. base. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then it will determine which Pokemon spawn, and this is new, in... They kind of have mini wild areas. So in the underground, there are these uh, slightly open areas. And when you go in there, unlike the overground, there are kind of wild Pokemon walking around. Um, so, for example, <clears throat> if you, you know, collect loads of different statues, let's say you've got a whole bunch of rock-type statues, you put loads and loads of rock-type statues in your secret base, and it will increase the chance of there being rock-type spawning in these kind of mini wild areas. I think there's like 20 of these mini wild areas in the underground. Um, but pre-end game, <laughs> so I have filled my secret base with rock type statues. It, it, it's just hundreds of Geodudes and Onyxes, right? Because <laughs> yeah. there are no other rock types. Well, no, you don't have the sun and the moon one. Um, uh... No, that, that's um, that's after end game. Oh, okay. Um. You don't have. I don't think. Soul Rock and Lunatone, That's what I mean. Yeah, you don't have um, Rhydon, even though Rhyperi is new in this game. That's after Endgame. All those weird. Oh my God. Evos are after Endgame. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's no Nose Pass. There's no Pseudo Wudo. Uh, there's the two fossils, Geodude and Onyx. Um, so I've Great. got lots of those running around. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> um, so that will change after. That will change after Endgame. So it's, I don't know. It's kind of. I find I've spent a. Sh a long time excavating these statues um uh which is kind of fun but it doesn't add a huge there's not a huge amount you can do uh, and unfortunately you can't really creatively pose them either so unfortunately you know it doesn't look great your secret base doesn't look great and when you you can pop into somebody else's secret base and like oh yeah okay you've kind of got 10 statues in here <laughs> you can buy pedestals for them which seems to do nothing um yeah, that's I mean, the have the opportunity to make it look pretty. That, that's fine. You know, the pedestals don't need to do anything. No, I think there are some that spin around. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> pretty. <laughs> um, but I think some people are angry that all the posters and carpets and and stuffed Pokemon is gone. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Mm, um, CYB will be grumpy. Yeah. Yeah, because especially because it was sort of billed as a faithful remake. Um, but it's not that faithful in not some faithful ways. Enough, yeah. yeah, and in other ways it's perhaps too faithful. <laughs> um, so that's the underground. One of the big changes they made is, is before, and you may have seen complaints about this, uh, as I mentioned, you've got the essentially ear-gated RPG. And the way that that would be uh, done is... HMs? You'd have to, 
Yes, there's the thing called H- HMs, which are hidden machines. So how do so... they handle the HMs? Because we, do you still need an HM slave? Yeah, so this was the problem. <laughs> this oh, was wow. the much much complained problem in the past was that um, in order to, you know, let's say get to the end area of the game, once you get to a new area, you can fly back there as much as you have to get in the first instance. Um, by the end of the game, you would need um, the moves to cut down a tree, push a rock around, smash a rock, surf, go up a waterfall, um, defog, I think was in this one, remove a fog. And so all of these were moves that you had to have on your Pokemon, on your team. And bearing in mind, you only can only have six Pokemon on your team. Each of only got four moves. By the end of the game, you know, about a third of those were these rubbish, and often they are rubbish moves that you have to have. So, you know, then you'd walk up to the edge of the water and you'd go, okay, Bibarel, you surf, and then you'd be able to go across the water. Um, so it was a pain because you'd have to have what we're called in the, the pre-woke gaming space yeah. hm slaves uh which meant pokemon that perhaps weren't that good or you didn't really care about and you wouldn't have on your team for any other reason but they could have three you know they could learn yeah, three i or remember four. it was a bibberal bibberal yeah. yeah it was just like because he could have surf he could have waterfall and i think he could have cut and whatever else it just <laughs> i think rock smash the default hmm? Sorry? Yeah, rock, rock Smash, I think, was one of them. Yeah, exactly. So he, he was like, I saw after Pokemon, you hate him. He's rubbish. He's just a normal and water type, I think. And yeah. he just basically gave him four moves that made him very, very unviable. Um, and yeah, he sucked up all of your XP share. Yeah. XP all. Yeah. yeah. So wasted XP. You'd have to have him on your team. Um, and... Uh, it'd be annoying because you get, you know, halfway down a route. You go, oh, okay, there's a tree I need to cut down. I have to go all the way back, or use an escape rope, and then go all the way back to the Pokemon Center to to go into the box and switch out. So they fixed. They have fixed this in two ways. One of which is um, after a while. I don't know why they make it after a while, but after a while they give you the ability to use the box from anywhere, which we've which we've had in from Sword oh, and Shield. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, and I think it would just be annoying to not have that. So no matter where you are, you can access your Pokemon storage and swap swap out Pokemon um, for, on your team. Great. Quality of life, thumbs up. And then HMs are still in it, but they they kind of follow what they did with Let's Go. Um, so once you beat, normally you get them after you beat a particular gym leader, um, uh, so, you know, you get the ability to fly after one of the gym leaders. And then that just means it's, that's permanently unlocked. Um, but you don't okay. have to you don't have to give it to a Pokemon. So you can, you know, uh, you once you've got cut. It. Yeah. Yeah, once you've got cut, you can walk up to any tree and cut it without having to have a Pokemon on your team that knows that knows cut. Um, yeah. That's fine. Um, it means they didn't have to completely reconfigure how you navigate through the main story in that game. Can you still teach Pokemon those moves though. Yes, you can. So you can give yeah. somebody surf if you wanted to give them surf. Yeah, they yeah. yeah they still exist. You can even give them cut if you want. I don't know why anyone would give anyone cut ever. It's a rubbish yep. move. It's just middle of the road move. There are better. Um, you know, better. Yeah. A- yeah, actually better moves which you know have a hundred percent accuracy and just do more damage. Um, TMs are back. Um, so those are technical machines which you can use to 
have your Pokemon learn moves that it doesn't learn through leveling up. Um, but those are limited again. Okay. Um, they're limited, but they're a bit more generous with them. So, previously, for some TMs, you get one in the whole game, and that was, you, know, you only had one opportunity to teach a Pokemon that move, even if it's a really good one. Um, this time around, they do seem to hand them out, so you tend to get three when you get given one, uh, and there's plenty of places to buy and trade okay. them. Yeah, well, that's good, that's good, that's good, yeah. Yeah, um, it's a bit strange because um, there is the competitive side of Pokemon is, isn't is going to be in this game, so it's still being kept with Sword and Shield, so it just seems a bit uh, stingy, <laughs> I think. Yeah. To, to, I think previously, you know, they did it, so that uh, you had to really think about who you gave what moves to. Um, but for a game where there's not, you know, you won't be, you won't, there isn't the main competitive esports series. They're yeah. still battling between each other. Um, just seems a bit silly. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing that's changed quite a bit is competitions. Um, so these are these are things that I love. Uh, you know, competitions, Pokestar movies, uh, what other weird things? So describe what the competitions were, are, I mean, have they changed much? Yes, they've changed quite a lot. So Okay, so t- com- tell us what they were like before. Okay, so what they were before um, was this extra little side thing you could do where you enter your favourite Pokemon into competition. Uh, so you'd go up in front of some judges and a live audience against three other Pokemon. And then each of your moves that we'd use in battling had like a, a they had a secondary fight. effect. So they were yeah. they were like they would be a charming move, or they would be a, a those kind of sweet moves or something. Yeah, like that. it was. A, it's cool, tough, cute, clever. Yeah, smart. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the other. And basically, um, yeah, you just had to try and you you'd make you know, competition Pokemon. Basically, you would give them the moves that would make them most viable in those competitions as well yeah yeah look, potentially utterly useless in battle yeah but um <laughs> they had a good um series of moves it was kind of uh, it was really it's quite engaging and quite clever because it, it all depended on you know, getting the getting the crowd hyped up so you do one particular move uh and if you're in a toughness contest and it's a toughness move you'll increase the hype meter and you want to be the the pokemon who makes the hype meter kind of hit the max. Well, this is what it was in, in Ruby and Sapphire, and I can't remember if it was the same in, in Diamond Power. Um, so you could, it was all about kind of comboing up, and there were moves that did better if they were the, you know, if you're the first one to go in the round, if you scored the best last round, you'd be the first one. And if you use this move first, it will give you an extra three stars, or this move will make the other Pokemon fuck up, or this this move will prevent you from fucking up. So there's a lot, quite a lot of strategy involved. Yeah, yeah, um, it was it was the, the the paper scissors stone thing throughout the entirety of it. Cool. Yeah, um, and quite a bit of depth to it. Uh, but then the other part of that would be about um, your Pokemon's beauty, and that was through feeding them things called poffins. So <laughs> there are berries in the game, and unfortunately we're back to. Uh, well, I've complained about berries before. We're back to daily berries. So you find some berries oh in the overworld, God, really? pick them off a tree, and then you have to plant them. It's really laborious because you then stand, you know, there's like a, a four by one tile of mud 
and it has four berry trees on it when you're first playing through the game. So you pick the berries, you get two of this berry, two of this berry, two of this berry, two of this berry. And then you have to stand in front of one mud spot and then plant a berry and then stand in front of the next one and plant a berry and then get your watering can out and water, water two, you can water two spots at a time. It's not clever, so it only does like the, you know, left two or the right two. So you can't stand in the middle and get three. Um, and then you have to wait for in real time for a day or two days, I think, for some of them to grow and you have to pick them. So this is a huge, this is what, what was done in the past. And it's something that gets me a little bit anxious because I think there's a thing, I think there's a thing with Diamond and Pearl where if the internal battery in your game ran out, all these events, you couldn't do anything that was time-based. Do you remember this? Mm. And so I, no. think it messed, I think it messed up berries. It might be Ruby or Sapphire. So I'm always a bit worried about, this is a finite, this is a finite resource. <laughs> I've picked the berries off the tree. If I forget, or if I don't continuously every well, yeah, day, yeah. I mean, I, I was terrible with it because I, I properly min-maxed with the with the berries. Yeah. Um, because it was the only viable ones that I cared about. I would literally just have fields of chesto berries and lum berries. Yeah. And that was for the the chesto resto builds just, <laughs> you remember yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and uh lum was just because it's such a great one it just gets rid of every yeah, status a... effect so you literally don't buy any more burns or antidotes or whatever it is you just <laughs> you just spend it all in lum berries yeah uh, and yeah ah oh, good days good times <laughs> so the other thing that berries do in this game is you can mix them up to make a thing called a poffin yeah. a little mini game and each berry has a combination of things that improve so some of them just straight up improve you i think it's called spiciness which translates to coolness so if you make a bunch of these yes of poffins, course they, yeah i remember that yeah they actually translate directly yeah so you make a bunch of these poffins. so say you want a pokemon to do really well in the coolness competitions there's, there is a there is a slight reward at the end for doing all this, um, which is a ribbon on your Pokemon, which will transfer wherever it goes. But also there's some other cool stuff if you do all of them. So you need the berries to make the Poffin, and you feed your Pokemon the Poffin, and then it will permanently increase a hidden statistic. Well, it's not a hit. You can see it, but it doesn't make any visible <laughs> changes um, to your character. And then when you enter this competition, Four ranks this competition, great ultra master. I can't remember that I missed one, hyper maybe. Um, so <laughs> to, to try and make this more succinct than it's getting, you're like, okay, I want my Pikachu to do well in this competition because I want to get a ribbon. Um, so I will uh, invest in berries, and which I've just covered is quite an endeavor because you get like two every day of each berry that you plant, and you have to water them and you have to walk around, and some of them take ages to grow. Um, and then when you make these poffins, um, there's a mini game to do it, and it's worse than the mini game that we had before. It's a proper analog stick breaking mini game. Oh my god! Really, waggling? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's wag. So you have to kind of you put four berries in, uh, and then you kind of spin it, spin the stick right to spin your poffin, and then uh, after however many seconds it will take to then spin it left then you have to stop and spin it left um you get punished if you spin it too fast you also get punished if you don't spin it quick enough 
and it flips. Oh it does like God, yeah. clockwise, anti-clockwise, clockwise, anti-clockwise, clockwise, anti-clockwise. It does that six times per coffin. And if, so if you want to max out your character's coolness to do well in the competitions, you have to make, I don't know how many coffins. Um, so you have to have the bit. So yeah, it's a huge investment. Um, and uh, like I say, it's kind of analog stick breaking. Uh, and then the, the actual competitions themselves, instead of that cool game with, with the moves that do different things, it is a, um, you throw your Pokemon out, and then depending on its um, how many poffins you've given it, depending on how you decorate the Pokeball, so you can put stickers on your ball capsules. Oh, that's cool, that's cool. And the different <laughs> stickers have different effects. Um, so with that, that's one part of the competition is like the visual bit. So what their stat, what their, their, what their coolness stat is, and whether you've used the cool stickers on the, on the Pokeball. Then there's a musical QTE, um, which is fine. Like I can... I, almost get it 100% for every rank apart from master rank where it gets a little bit more challenging uh, and then the last thing is is you can do one move per per competition um, so you just basically it's good you don't have to completely mess up a Pokemon with moves so you just have to choose you know, make sure it's got a good move uh, and it will do stuff like um, ignore the notes that you miss in the QTE for 5 seconds and you can do that once per competition Okay. So, um, quite a significant change and quite a huge investment. And um, would you say that the, there's been a more of an overhaul done to the competitions than there has <laughs> been, perhaps, in the rest of the game? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember what the diamond and pearl competitions were. I can only remember the ruby and sapphire ones. Um, but I don't remember it being like that. I remember the visual bit being quite a big part of it. And unfortunately, yeah. this is another thing I want to talk about, because rare, rarely for us we're playing a game on launch week, um, is that the research obviously hasn't been done and put out there yet by your, your usual suite of websites. <laughs> so instead we live in this time where um, all those scummy websites know that people are going to be looking for help, but they don't have the information. So there's all these really shitty articles. So I was looking at, oh, I was look, I was looking at this, yeah. right, and I was like, okay, I just, want to, I just want to get these ribbons quickly and just move on with my life. So what are the cool stickers and what are the berries that I need to, you know, just, just max out those things and I don't have to worry about it. And so, to, you know, kind of looking for um, coolness stickers in Pokemon Brilliant Diamond or whatever. And, you know, your polygons and your game rants and your, oh, I don't know, achievement online and all these horrible websites yeah. will be like, Here's how you get your, you know, how do you use stickers in competitions? So you click on the website, uh, and there's an advert, and then the first paragraph will tell you, you know, probably the text from the Pokemon website, right? So it doesn't really give you any advice. And then you scroll through two more adverts, and it says, stickers are things you can add to your books, right? So you scroll down, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's another <laughs> advert. <laughs> and then you get to the bottom, and they don't tell you, they don't actually have the information about, here's where you get all the stickers, or is because the research hasn't been done or the data miners haven't done their job or you know there hasn't been enough time at the time of recording for people to do that laborious like you know science like, okay <laughs> covered yeah. you know I, I entered 400 competitions and each competition i had one sticker on and did i get a heart in the coolness or did i get a heart in the toughness um 
so yeah it's, it's that magical time where and because this is a remake as well people are just lifting their own content from when this came out in 2006 oh my god yes of course slightly just, yeah. yeah slightly tweaking it so another one i was trying to look up is spirit tomb which we mentioned earlier you yeah. get this item you have to chuck it into a slot uh i said oh yeah how, how do you get spirit tomb because you know i'm doing the underground stuff maybe i can just get it at the same time and all of them just repeat the same vague not oh god so, yeah you need to interact with 32 people in the underground. Okay, great. How do I interact with people? Because I can't interact with randoms that I come across the internet. Um, do NPCs count? I can't ac- You can't access all the NPCs until you get to the very end of the game because um, so there are, I think there are 32 Yeah, And NPCs. it just makes you think that they don't know either. Yeah, yeah they, they don't. But they're, what they're looking for is for people like me who are impatient uh, excited and like oh I, I remember I vaguely remember this it now but there's no there's no specific information and I love I do love it it is a special time of scumminess but um, surely your 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 main go-to is going to be Cerebi no no the information's not up yet and because you know he's quite meticulous in making sure that the information he has up is accurate um for stuff like you know which stickers give yeah, you stat yeah he just deliberately doesn't put stuff up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, same with the spirit team thing as well. It's just you can interact with NPCs, and so then you'll also find at the moment, you know, on all those kind of ask asking questions websites, uh, and people just asking questions into the ether on social media, like, how the fuck do I interact with NPCs? Because you know, uh, other people, because I can't seem to interact with them, and it's just people asking the same question over and over again. Um, you know, do I need yeah, to be so friends with them? Even that interact? thirty-two interactions may not even be right. That's, yeah. that's so annoying. Yeah, yeah, it's it's until the, the real game girls list have kind of got through it and done it, um, or the you know the data miners or the science guys uh, and girls um, and they's. Okay. Uh, so here we go. News straight off the Cerebi um, okay. uh, thing. If you find an odd keystone, which is yes the the bottom piece of spiritum, yeah, which either- you get given. Yeah, oh, yeah, either it through the ground out and or otherwise you could Yeah, 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 okay. So either through the Grand Underground or otherwise you can place it on the mysterious crumbled hallowed tower in uh, two oh nine. Yeah. From there, uh-huh. if you interact with NPCs yeah. in the Grand Underground, it will build the energy to unleash Spiritum. You need to have interacted with thirty two different NPCs in order to get Spiritum. So I'm yeah. guessing you have to unlock more and more NPCs. It's probably post-endgame shenanigans. Oh, yeah, I think they're all there, but you, you can't access all areas of the underground because yeah. there are some areas that you have to be... Yeah, that'll be it, yeah. Yeah, and then you have to remember. So, of course... And he's I... actually got a guide on how uh, what the different things it says. You get a message when you interact with the stone. Yes. Um, as to what sort of level it is so that you can get Spiritum. Yeah, so I think I have one of those levels, but of course... But, I mean, this is all well and good, and I remember, like, Spiritum was amazing at the time because of his typing. Yeah. Now, I suppose the other question I've got, or leading towards, is... Is Fairy type in Diamond and Pearl? Yeah. Yeah, so all of that has been, all of that is there. Okay, so they, 
Yeah, alright. Okay, so what made Spiritomb great was his typing, which was uh, dark and ghost. Yeah. Immune, or immune to... Oh my god, it's not immune. It is... <laughs> There was no, there was no move weakness. that was four no weakness, times or yeah. two times super effective. Against yeah, him. yeah, everything was so that was quite cool. It was just sort of a leveling playing ground for that. Uh, but if they've included fairy type, then yeah. Spiritum's not worth the effort. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Spiritum's yeah, 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 cool. yeah. No, no, I'll, I mean, yeah. And of course, you're gonna have to reset a million times so you get the shiny one as well. Oh, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> um, yeah, and and. Once we've clarified, it might, I mean, it sounds like the NPC route is, is the route for people who don't have an online connection, we yeah. don't have any friends, we don't want to make online friends, I don't want to make online friends for Pokemon, so I will be doing it the slow and hard way. But I, I remember it, it being way more bullshit last time around. Didn't you have to, you had to get flags from people's secret bases, didn't you? Yes, so, and it had to be... I think it was like 49, and I think it had to be a unique ones as well. Like, I couldn't keep stealing your flag over and over and over. Oh, no. Do, we, do you remember? I think we might have done, because I, I remember sat there one sad day that we were hanging out, and I was like, oh, can I borrow your DS? And then I, I just sadly... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Going in and out and stealing your stealing your flag. But it, 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 it wasn't straightforward as that. You had to do something stupid like, I think you had to exit, save, restart, or both of them needed to restart so that the flag would respawn. Or there was something about getting the flag to reoccur. I know, that was, that was something else. No, you just had to... Oh, the flag okay. Was, the flag was something else. Hmm. That was another game. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you, but you could you could just go in and out. I think that's what we did. Uh, in and out of the underground and talk to the same person thirty two times. So if you connected and I were connected. We'd make sure we went we were in the same spot in the game and there's kind of going up and down, up and down, up and down, talking to each other. <laughs> God, I know the hypest gameplay. The hypest gameplay, um, and of course, so there has been. There will be Pokemon Home connectivity, but we don't quite know what that looks like, and it's not scheduled until next year. Well, I'm, otherwise, yeah. I firmly would just transfer everything over to just get a full debt and not worry about any of this. Yeah, yeah. Shenanigans. Um, but yeah, so thanks, scummy, crappy, not helpful websites, um, for your not being very helpful at the moment stuff. Yeah. It's that wonderful, interesting time to be alive. Uh, yeah, that's it. I okay. Think. Um, I, so I think you're right. In the, well, for me, and again, very lucky and privileged to be in this spot. For me, this is a hold me over till Arceus Legend comes out. So it'll be something that I'll be. Uh, or the next expansion pack for Sword and Shield. <laughs> with megas included <laughs> oh yeah what, what area was it it was jungle the jungle yeah the yeah. jungle expansion yeah um yeah so it'll be, it'll be I'll, I'll just be kind of digging my way through this um uh probably will end up get so impatient i will end up doing the filling the decks out before pokemon homes online um which means trading 
Oh. Yeah, it means getting a copy of Diamond as well. Oh no, I know. I'll try and do it through the cheese. I've not interacted with the. the... Well, like it's when I briefly looked up whilst you were talking there. Yeah. Um, the first thing that sort of came up uh, was a guide on how to get the tradable or version exclusive Pokemon, and so that uh, there's plenty of information out. And I, to be honest, do it sooner rather than later because when it's fresh, people are really generous. You know, they made eggs of all of the starters and yeah, all this yeah, other yeah. stuff, you know. And people will be checking them out. But apparently there's legendary exclusives. So all yes. of the legendaries are available, um, including, you know, like Lugia and stuff like that. So there's going to be a lot of trading for those guys. Yeah, see, I think I might just I might just wait. Because this one, and I've not, I've not looked into it, and I'll try and find out organically. Because there's the the, um, the pre-game and post-game thing, and hopefully you just get all your bonuses for completing the Sinnoh decks rather than the other one. And what's weird about this one is some of the Pokemon you can't normally catch until you reach the end. Okay. You so what are ca- the bonuses? Remind us. So in, in past games, it's been uh, there's been like. Egg hatching charm. There's been a shiny charm. So egg hatching makes your eggs appear and hatch quicker. The shiny charm um, increases your your, just your background rate of finding a shiny Pokemon. Um, there's another one as well, wasn't there? Yes. Uh, yeah. Which is which oh, is the kind catching of, charm. To make yes. The catching there we go. Is, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just catching. And some of the <laughs> so there are in them in the. Uh, Kind of mini wild areas in the underground you get rare spawns um so for example lickitung is one and absol is one yeah and going back to the old school hard catch rates it's brutal so i think i threw something like yeah. 30 heel balls at a you know at a red life lickitung um yeah just nothing was happening so yeah, that's the other thing that I looked up um, briefly on Cerebi as well. Is your um, the Diglett, the forty Diglett thing, where yeah. you get apparently all it does is half the shiny chance. Okay. So from from four hundred four thousand and ninety six. So they've taken the old values, not made it four thousand, like in um, Sun and Moon. So you, so that's a, every time you interact with a Pokemon, you've got a 1 in 4096 chance that it's a shiny one. Yeah, but if you get that uh, extreme bonus or whatever yeah. the, the, the chain is, um, it goes down to 2048. Oh, happy days. Yeah, I mean, that is like... But hopefully if you do get something uh, in-game with like the shiny charm, which should have it again... Yeah. You know, that is, that's 1 in 1024. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not but then great, have, but... No, and you also you're limited by the Pokemon that... The Pokemon that appear in the underground, which isn't all of them. Yeah, but you have the ability to try and push to, to get certain ones as well. Or at least yeah, but I, yeah, but I think it's only by types. And then you have to be near the room that you want, because there's lots of different biomes. There's like yeah. a volcano room, there's a marsh room, there's a crystal cave room. When you hit the, I mean, you hit, you hit the, if you've got a good connection and and you're just doing whatever whilst you're connected to the internet, you normally hit forty, like between ten and twenty minutes, maybe quicker than that. Okay. Um, so you could kind of just set yourself up and then just wait for it. Um, but what's really weird, as I mentioned before, is there are some Pokemon that you can get in the underground, which are before you've 
completed the story and got your national Pokedex, which are national Pokedex ones, so they have no Pokedex number. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I thought was a bit strange. And then yeah. with the statues that you get as well, you can get statues of Pokemon which are post, uh, post national decks Pokemon. So it's a bit, a bit weird. Yeah. But I mean, no, I'm actually a little relieved by some of the things that you've mentioned on this one as well, <laughs> specifically for skipping it. Um, I think when um, my concern was they were going to bring this out and they were going to bring out an exclusive that you can only get from Diamond and Pearl. Now, what would your what would your tipping point have been? Would it have been one? One yeah, just one, just one. New Pokemon. Just one, yeah. <laughs> it would literally have been, ah, oh, fuck, right. Okay, <laughs> the whole goddamn quid. thing so that I now have my Pokedex up to... Yeah, I've done it yeah. before. Yeah, I know, I know, I have as well. I bought Pokemon Channel, I bought Platinum. XD, I Platinum bought was... Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was, uh, I, I, that was the Platinum Challenge as well. I had to complete it within, what was it, a week? In order to get Dark Cry, and it was yeah. the only way to get that Dark Cry at all. And probably the worst way to experience Pokemon <laughs> Platinum was just desperately well, speed actually, no, I, I had a lot of fun in Platinum, um, because uh, what I'd done was I'd uh, IV, or as close as you could get to sort of EVIV training yeah. um, back in the day, uh, six Pokemon that I wanted to level up. Um... So I just basically transferred those six over from uh, the other games. I thought, all right, I'm going through the entire game. These ones can learn everything they need to. I got a bidoof to do all of my <laughs> HM stuff, whatever it was. And then, yeah, just uh, battered through the game as quickly as I could. And I remember I was like, I was awful at it as well. I like, because <laughs> I, I, not awful as in bad as in I would. Uh, I used to love playing Pokemon in bed but what that would mean was I would go to bed and literally just put on a screen for the next four hours and not <laughs> sleep you know <laughs> that that was my 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 routine was like, the, the reason the reason why there was a time pressure is because there was an internet giveaway of a mythical Pokemon Dark Cry yeah. which ended after a certain time so you, you had to get to the point in the game where you can then download the the thing within that time limit. Yeah. Yeah. Playing Pokemon under pressure is always quite strange. I remember I had to do that. I have to do it for <laughs> Bank Bank was running out and uh I had there was still like loads of forms that I didn't I think I wanted to get all the Florges Flabebe colours. Yeah, there you go, that's another exclusive for um Diamond and Pearl. Is it Flabibi? No, Flabibi is X and Y, I think. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant, X and Y. You have the, the Poodle, you have Flabibis, and you have Fevlions. The loads yeah. and loads of forms. Yeah. Mm, and Flabibis and Vivions are yet to come to go, right? Ooh. So I think the last time you could get them was... Yeah. Uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. There's that weird... Uh, there's a... Special yeah, the story about the, the giant guy, and there was an extra form of Flabebe as well. There's a really rare one. 
is that, is that how you say it? Is that how the anime says la be- it? La bebe. Oh, la bebe. it's set in Europe, isn't it? So I always say it's a la bebe. Like a French. Oh, la bebe. La bebe. Um, so you mentioned Pokemon <laughs> Platinum. What we didn't mention in the history of uh, the brief history of um, Pokemon games is that uh, many of these have a third, right? So it's Ruby, Sapphire, and then later came Emerald. Emerald, yeah. Gold and Silver, later came Crystal. So with Diamond and Pearl, originally it was Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. And um, Platinum was much loved and significantly better yep. than Diamond and Pearl. It came with loads of extra bits and pieces. There was uh, all the cool battle, battle tower. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And very little of the Platinum content is in this oh. game. Oh, okay. So there's going to be a Platinum version come out in a year's time. I don't know. No, I don't think there will be. Um, so that's got a lot of the internet is quite annoyed at that. Um, and for a while, when all we had was three screenshots to go on, there was you know, the character who gives you the Residia flower, which allows you to change Shaman's form from airdrop from oh forms yeah. of flying form. Shaman, incidentally, I think that was like one of the first ones that we could get in the UK. Like, games started doing the Pokemon Yeah, uh, yeah it was one of the first, first mythical Pokemon that you didn't have to cut a leg off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you know go to Manchester one two hour period in, in on a Tuesday when the Pokemon truck was there to, to, to get it yeah um, so that character is only in Platinum and there's a screenshot showing that character but um, as far as I can gather there's not much else there was a there was a play early bonus um, so after the fourth gym you can start to you can claim a mystery gift and one of those mystery gifts is a costume the platinum costume for your character um so i've got that uh which is like a snowy costume another cool thing is um which is always appreciated is at the moment uh if you have a save file so if you have a let's go save file if you have a sword or shield save file you get can get access to a mew a jirachi and then um at the moment there's a Ooh, can you use them from the start? Uh, you have to get to Flower Armor Town, which is like the third town. Okay. But yeah, you, so essentially you can rock through the game with a, a Mew, Jirachi, and a Manafi, and a Fionn, if you really want it. Oh, that's... I, I dig that. <laughs> that, that. That's really good. Because uh, what I really enjoyed was... Oh, which iteration? Gen 5, where you got Victini. Victini, yeah, thing. that was so cool. Just to have, like, a, you know, legendary straight off the bat, and you're like, I care about this Pokemon... More than I care about the, you know, the, oh, the guaranteed normal one that you have. Oh, to mate, have. don't! It, uh, it broke my heart. I said, well, I'm, on the, "I'm on the fifth gym, and I've only just swapped out." So I had Staravia, <laughs> I had Luxray, Bibarel, oh, <laughs> my starter. Went, oh Christ! This is everyone's first, my first Pokemon Diamond team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I've just swapped, just now swapped it out for a. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, a and a Gastrodon. Of course you did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, had a, I had a gold duck there for a while as well. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I do agree with you. I think that it's because there's no super special benefit. Um, and particularly as, because, you know, you, I don't think you went nuts on Sword and Shield. No, um, like I, you know, I, I'm you've still, still got like with, I've still got all the legendaries. <laughs> you still got all the legendaries to get in that. Yeah, I've still got um, the, the storyline to finish in. Um, 
the expansion. <laughs> yeah, so we've got like, um, what's it called? Reggie Draco, Reggie Lecky. Yeah. Uh, no, I've got the I've got the 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 big headed thing that is on a horse. Oh yeah, Calyrex. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have Urshifu? Uh, yes, yes I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but I, I mean, I my main issue and my main gripe it, it's still the same thing. I want a DS again. Oh. <laughs> So this is one of the things I didn't mention. Do you remember the first time around? There's a thing called the your bottom screen on the DS was yeah, of course. That's, what, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it had various things. It had some weird, totally useful things, and it had some really useful things. So it had a, like a calculator in there. It was the there way was a, to find out your IV as well. You did something stupid with it. But yeah, you could also chain um, rare spawns yes, to get yeah. shinies. Chinese, yeah, yeah. You could check friendship. You can. There's a, like a, a notepad memo. There's a footstep counter, so you can, you can keep track of how many steps your character's taken. Um, so some fun, some useful, some useless. There's like an analog clock, a digital clock, um, which you unlock as you go through the story. So that obviously the the switch does not have a bottom screen. It's just the one screen. So now if you hold R. The Poketch appears on the top right-hand corner, and then if you tap R again, it, it kind of becomes big, um, and then you can kind of interact with it. Now that works fine for handheld mode, um, but uh, obviously you can't touch the screen when yeah. it's connected to the TV. Um, so some of the some of the Poketch apps are useless, like the memo writing one, because you're writing with a, a uh, cursor that you control with yeah, an analog yeah, stick. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's completely useless. Um, and then there are some things like the counter, which you just want to tap, tap, tap as you go, which is almost impossible to do, uh, or just much easier to do in, in without handheld mode. So I, I don't know. I I don't think it's a good solution to just like, oh, do you remember that stuff that's on the bottom screen of the DS? We'll just kind of tuck it in the top corner if you want it. Um, it's a little bit obtrusive, um, just when it's little. Uh, and then when it's big, you can't you just can't play the game otherwise because it takes up the whole screen. Um, so it's a bit awkward, I think. Um, and again, perhaps being uh, faithful for faithfulness' sake. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. I get where you're coming from. It's the right way of terming that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, hey, you know, here's the thing that was a big part of the previous game because it was the first one on a dual screen and when everyone was experimenting with doing crazy things on on the bottom screen and you know hey in an rpg it's great because you can have all your menu junk at the bottom and and just focus on the graphics at the top um yeah whereas this one is a bit of a, a bit of a strange um shoe in i think yeah and then as we mentioned previously with sword and shield uh it's not as polished yeah as you'd hope um so i've had a few weird glitches uh, occur there's like ghost characters which are stuck in the wall oh lovely um, <laughs> yeah um a couple of the backgrounds are just really bland like really really i don't know if i tweeted it from that guy's a maniac uh, on twitter uh or one word lowercase that- um when you when you do the battling on the cycling road um 
you're just in an amorphous space which has like a sort of vague blue top half and a vague grey bottom half um, hmm. which doesn't look very nice considering when you're battling in other areas of the game with the, the you know what was before you versus you know just you looking at the back of your Pokemon's head and the front of your Pokemon head, is this really nice detailed scenery um, yeah it's great um, other than that no real complaints on that front. But like I said, I've not tried much of the online stuff at all. Do you remember, the, you know, in the Pokemon centers, you used to be able to go upstairs and do bollocks and downstairs and do bollocks. And then there was a place in Jubilife City where you could go and do online bollocks. All of that is there. I've just not touched it at the moment. No, oh, okay. Yeah. But the union room and the trading spot. Yeah, I, like, that doesn't excite me at all. I, no. There isn't enough changes to make me excited. Um, yeah. Yeah, and if you and if Sinnoh's you're not not your favorite region, not my favorite region. Um, yeah, yeah, it'd be difficult. Well, what I'd love what I'd love to do, but involve making friends. <laughs> God is, damn it! Our biggest hurdle in life. It's, it's a bridge too far. <laughs> um, is talk to someone who's only played like either Let's Go and Sword and Shield, and then now they're picking up this weird modernized throwback to yeah that's got the all state. of these yeah okay. yeah the state of jrpgs in 2006 i'd be like what do you think is this you know egregiously weird or just feels like really bad gameplay design because it's harking back to what was in this previous game which was designed for a complete different system and we hadn't seen different ways of doing things hmm. yeah I, I would imagine that they would yeah, I mean, like, yes, I, I would love to hear their opinions on it. Based <laughs> on what we've... you're saying, they have definitely kept, like, all of these weird throwbacks or nods to the old system. Um, and somebody coming into this new, but only with the perception of Sword and Shield. Yeah. I don't know, I, I guess I would be a little bit grumpy because it would feel like less of a game. Does it feel like yeah. less of a game? No, it doesn't. It definitely feels like a game. I think because the map is so big and convoluted, and and there's a lot of running about and back and forth, um, it feels like a game. Um, definitely, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't feel kind of shallow or or, or half done, half baked. But coming from Sword and Shield, where if, even if you didn't put a huge amount of time into it, you are up to the waist in berries right because you just shake a berry tree every time you walk past it if you'd be doing you know any max raids you've got yeah. you've got hundreds of rare candies you've got tms and trs coming out your ass going going back to like oh i i'm 20 hours in and i found two rare candies and i've got in it yeah it's a bit I've more just... it becomes a bit more of a survival game than yeah, the other yeah it does yeah. yeah i've just picked up the citrus berry um you know whereas whereas previously you I was selling them because I just I was I had nine 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 of them, yeah. Um, you know, just from walking around, so it, it might be a bit brutal. And and something that I maybe I kind of did like, even though I've played this game before, is there were bits where I I was like, huh, I wonder how that works, which is very old school. Um, yeah. You know, so they don't tell you anything about how the uh, puffin making works. They don't tell you anything about what is a cool thing on your ball capsule or not but on the upside you've got all those scummy websites to tell you how they work 
So yeah, to tell you nothing about how they work. <laughs> after 18 adverts to tell you the fact that there are stickers in this game and they have an effect on your character, but not what that effect is. Um, which is kind of nice. Um, yeah, he's like, oh, I wonder how that works. And like When you first start finding these statues, like, I wonder what these do. Um, and there's a bit of experimenting around and playing and not really knowing uh, kind of what's going on, which is which is very old school Pokemon, I think. Um, rather than spelling out people or, or just... just Gifting yeah. you everything as it happened with Sword and Shield. Yeah. There we go. Who knows? I might, it might be that uh, after the Elite Four, the game significantly changes and there's 20 new Pokemon that are in nothing else uh, and <laughs> they give you hundreds of items. And Yeah, like in game, maybe they become a bit more um, forgiving. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think. I, I, think I've got the, I think I've got the measure of the game. Just. I'm not expecting too many surprises um, um, here on out. Um, all things which are too different from uh, what we got back on the DS. Yeah. Okay. Now, we have reached uh, quite uh, an end point. You wanted me to ask you questions. I think I've covered everything that you wanted. <laughs> I had a stupid yeah. question um, as to whether or not Dante was in this game, Dante from the Devil May Cry series, or Shin Megami Tensei, or many of his other cameos, is he in Diamond and Pearl? Uh, you don't know because you've not finished it yet. I've not finished but I'd say Dante's... Which Pokemon would you say is, is Dante? Is, maybe I Luke don't know, Mario. maybe he's just right, a little yeah. Garchompy, or a little... Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, a little Ghibli. Uh, I think it's Lucario. Lucario is in this game. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Of course, it's, it's Dante. He's got he's different weapons, so different stances. So he's definitely Lucario when he's got the, you know, the infernal fist weapons. Yeah. Um. I guess uh, Aegislash? He's not in this game. He's not in this game, right. Mm. Okay. Urshifu has stances. Urshifu's not in this game. Yeah. And that's the... That's the I don't know if I... You could say, why didn't they just put the new Pokemon in, right? So this is only the first... Yeah, like, if it's... If 480. It's, if it's as bad as you say with regards to the... Um, the mix of Pokemon at the start... Yeah. Mix it up. Make the changes. Yeah, yeah. Make it fun. Put, put Go-Go in. Just, yeah. put any, just, <laughs> just so that people who were born in 2013... Can play a game where they got a go go in it. Yeah, I mean, just just make it fun, you know. Yeah, it doesn't sound like that is fun. It's um, not. I literally did. I stare down a route full of trainers who I know half of them have geo dudes, and just think, oh, I'll just go into the underground and dig up some more <laughs> yeah. statues. Dig up my fortieth. Anything is more engaging. Yeah. Anything is more engaging than just grind. And you know, it won't be difficult because they're four times a week to grass, four times a week to uh, water moves. It, it's yeah. just I don't want to go and press the buttons. Yeah, uh, I'm, I, and again, yeah, that, that was a similar thing. And uh, let's go with me. It was like it wasn't that the trainer battles were hard. It was that you had to go through them. Yeah, and I was like, oh. and then you know, half particularly with Geo Dude and Onyx as well. Half of them have sturdy, 
Oh she god. Can't, she can't yeah. even which means which means you can't knock them out with one hit and then it means they have one HP and then with Geodudes then then normally it means they do self-destruct. How was, there was one uh, really annoying Pokemon that you just hated to go up against that um, did, did like rap and had like bide or something like that. And <laughs> you're just like, oh yeah, in fact it was Onyx. Who do yeah. rap and you would just be stuck not able to move and you're like oh my god this is the worst gameplay mechanic ever <laughs> and you're just yeah. sitting there and then he would do bide and you're like oh my god is he could he knock me out with yes. bide <laughs> i've been um i have <laughs> from a from a wild onyx um there with that sturdy so i did a super effective move taking down to one hp uh because of his ability, and then he did flail. Oh, lovely! Yeah, one hit, one hit KOing my guys. And what's really annoying is some of the rare spawns in the underground wild area, as I'm calling them, have moves like Dragon Tail and Roar. So the first Houndoom which I bumped into, oh which my is not yeah. not a pre-national dex thing, it's a rare spawn. I was like, oh, there's Houndoom, that'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah roared me away. Roar. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that. Oh my god, take yeah. that stuff out. Make the game fun. <laughs> no, don't punish, don't punish me for, yeah. for getting a rare spawn down here. Yeah. yeah. But as nice as this is to chat through, we have definitely come to the end of our episode. Yeah. Is there anything more that you wanted to say on DP? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think if you missed it first time around, it might be interesting to have a look at what the games were, um, and. Uh, as somebody who played and enjoyed it the first time round, I think it's a good mix of a little bit of quality of life. I could have done with a little tiny bit more quality of life, less faithful to the original. Um, but I'm sure uh, I'm seeing a lot of stuff on social media, which is, is actually quite heartwarming for people who Diamond and Pearl was their first game. You know, you kind of always have that soft spot for your first game. Yeah. Um, who are just absolutely loving this game. So yeah, yeah, no, and 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 Gen Four has a, a big fan base behind it. I, I like when I used to be on Twitter, everybody was like, "Oh, where's my Gen Four remake?" Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, of course, already because the Gen Four remakes come out. Um, some ironic, some probably unironic cause for Gen Five remakes. Uh, yeah, the day it came out, I think. Yeah. So yeah, expect that in two years' time. Yeah, but do it in the Sword and Shield engine and make it fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Get rid of watering, fucking berries. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> the anxiety right. around it. I know. Speaking of which, I now have to uh, go and water my berries. Okay. That's the euphemism. Oh. <laughs> well, have fun watering your berries. I would do. Say the thing. That Ghibli, Ghibli, that Gibble is a maniac. That Gibble's a maniac. Why'd he interact with me 32 times? 